Hello and welcome to this week's God is a Geek podcast. My name's Chris Hyde. I'm not Adam Cook. Uh, sadly, Adam's not feeling very well this week, uh, so you're stuck with me. We're on episode 527, if you can believe that. That's how many we're up to now. But the great news is, this week, I'm not on my own. No, I've got a very sexy guest with me. Hello, Mick Fraser. <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> Don't yes, sound mate. like you rehearsed it at all. No, now. mate, I've, I've been practicing that in the shower all day. I was like, right, I need to nail this. Uh, how are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, actually. I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm, I was going to say I'm hoping for a bit of luck. I, I got shit on by a bird earlier and I bought right. a scratch card and it didn't win. So I'm hoping that the luck is going to manifest at some point this evening. So basically what I'm saying is no pressure, but I'm expecting this pod to be something very special. This, I mean, it's got the best cast, so well. <laughs> that's that's lucky. Well, Lyle's um, not here, you know. Yeah. Um, no, we are, obviously uh, we wish Adam all the best. Hope he gets well soon. Um, mm -hmm. But we've got some pretty pretty chunky games to talk about this week um indeed, yeah. you've you've reviewed a few games obviously we didn't have a podcast last week so we've got a bit of catch-up to do but you've been reviewing some games i've also been playing some of them but i figured let's start with a, a, a game that actually isn't out yet but the review you can find on the site as of today which is uh remnant 2 so yeah. Mick, tell me about remnant 2 oh what a game what a game um I was a bit late to the party with uh, Remnant 1. Um, so I was a little bit unsure. Not, not, not unsure what to expect because you assume that, that yeah. it's a sequel that's going to follow on to a certain extent. But I wasn't expecting it to be quite as uh, just playable as it is. It's really, really good. I mean, I know you've been playing yourself as well, but I think it's just, I've not, I don't think I've played a, a Souls like. Is it a Souls like? Are we calling I, it a Souls like? I, I, I quite I know, passionately think it's not. Like it, I, I think I, it's like a Souls light. Yeah. Right? Like it's it, it's like Souls adjacent. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I kind of feel like I, I think I'm gonna say this quite a lot when we get to game of the year, but I think there's games this year that I think are getting put in that box, which aren't them. Like Jedi Survivor, I don't think is a Souls no. game. I think that the only thing that seems to me in this one is you rest at the crystals and the enemies respawn. Yeah, Apart yeah. from that, there's 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 a lot of differences in 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 this game. But sorry, I've interrupted you because you have your question. But uh, no, <laughs> carry on because let's talk more about this. Yeah. So I was going. I mean, yeah. So it's not really a Souls like. Like enemies respawn when you die. But I mean, that's not just like old games doing checkpointing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, exactly. Really all yeah, it is, yeah. You know? So it, yeah, I, I don't think it's a Souls like. It is hard. <laughs> you know, some of it yeah. is. <laughs> See, it was weird because I, I've seen, I'd seen a couple of things, uh, previews, because I think some people have had previews out this week. We didn't, I, you know, we, we were doing the guides and waiting for the re review to drop and that. And it, it's quite a big game, but it's not a big game. Like it's, I mean, it took me about 20 hours to do the campaign, but then it's endless because you can keep replaying it. But I've seen a lot of previews out. I've seen people uh, sort of uh commenting about how hard it is and when we for me i thought it was easier than remnant from the ashes and i don't know if that's because i was playing the first game this year so we're already mm. a couple of years since launch there's been a lot of updates and changes and, and things added to it um but i don't think it was as hard as the previous game certainly not as hard as as what you'd term a souls like um yeah i mean i think we should probably say from the start there obviously are difficulty settings aren't there there's yeah. different different challenge settings 
two, I think, are unlocked from the start, and then two more can be unlocked or something. No, three yeah, are unlocked from the start. Yeah, you've got survivor um, and veteran. Yeah. And then you've got nightmare. Um, and then you've got apocalypse. Because I think yeah. it's funny that you've got survivors uh, when you when you're picking um the difficulty at the beginning. So when you when you start the first your first playthrough, you can pick survivor veteran nightmare and it says at the bottom um you know this this is recommended for such and such this is for players who've done it before this yeah. is for players who want a challenge and the apocalypse is grayed out it doesn't say anything and then when you've completed the campaign you start and well don't start a new game plus you re-roll the campaign the same as you do in remnant from the ashes apocalypse is is lit up and it just says good luck <laughs> Which is, yeah. so i thought i'm not gonna bother and, I'm, and i'll be honest with you i'm still on survivor difficulty because I, I think... it, for me, like, because I agree with you, it, it compared to, I guess, the difficulty that you maybe would associate with it with a Souls game. I haven't played um, the first Remnant game, I will say that, but um, which we'll come on to in terms of kind of how this game deal, deals with things. But um, I think there's a different type of difficulty and arguably limited ways to kind of get around difficulty in this game. Like, you, the, the enemies sort of scale with your power level, generally speaking, and like you can't really grind your way out of a problem. And I don't, and so I guess for maybe for some people, their way of overcoming challenge, then say Souls games would be that type of approach. Thinking, oh well, this this area is you know an easy area. I can grind my way out of it. It's not really the case in this game. It's as difficult as it is almost from the outset, isn't it? Because and I guess it has to be because of the way it sets its stall out in terms of the, I guess, random nature of it, which we probably should talk about in terms of how it deals yeah. with its story, or, or shall we say? Well, so you, it doesn't. So I don't. I don't want to correct too much, but it doesn't exactly scale with you. So what happens is, when you roll a new campaign or adventure mode, it scales to your. Uh, highest piece of gear basically so it scales to like um and it's it's a bit different it scales to your power level sorry the yeah, first yeah. game scale to your highest piece of gear this is a bit different so yeah. it scales to your power level but it doesn't then scale with you like as you get stronger so yeah. if you want if you find that it's become too easy and you don't want to up the difficulty fully you can re-roll a campaign and then it will be so if you're power level 12 it'll re-roll the campaign at that power level and then you can continue to play up until if you want it to be a, a more of a challenge then you you can up the difficulty i don't know and i haven't i haven't checked this so i don't know if the if you get different drops or gear or items in higher difficulty so for me I don't see the need. Like, I'm not a gamer that chases challenge. Like, I don't necessarily, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have to challenge myself. So I'm quite happy to sit in Survivor and grind it and play it. And, and um, it, like you said, the, the procedural nature of it. So for people who don't know, when you say re-roll a campaign, so when you begin a campaign, the, the first world, so there's three main worlds, I think, it's kind of four, but like mm. like the Lowson world is kind of the same world, but from a different perspective. Yeah, <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Kind it's of. it's it so, is confusing. It, but there's yeah. essentially, I guess, so multiple find... worlds, isn't there? That's that's the point. Yeah, yeah. With. So you've got multiple worlds. You've got like a, there's a jungle world. There's a like an alien planet. Um, there's no world. 
no, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's there's no world like in the first game where it's because the first game you sort of usually begin when you the, the first playthrough of the first game you start in like a, a post-apocalyptic earth that's where you begin and then uh, you can re-roll that and then it, it changes it later in uh, Remnant Two when you begin a campaign whether you've played it before or not it randomizes that starting world yeah sorry there's a phone ringing somewhere. <laughs> Okay. That's no, all right. So, like, yeah, essentially, so, so like, there's like four worlds. Yeah. So we sorry, we, yeah, so we played it, it. We played it, didn't we? And like, you yeah. you started in one world, and I started in another. And I was like, well, you and Adam started in two sides of the same world. That which that's was... right, because I kept arguing with you because you kept calling his world my world, and I was like, no, that's my yeah. world, not his world. But it's because they're called the same thing, but from different yeah, perspectives. Uh, Losum. So you've got Losum Dran, which is. Kind of like Bloodborne, Bloodborne isn't yeah. it? Like it's it's just, and I feel like it is deliberately. Yeah, I, like yeah, it's... it it very much feels like a kind of like dark, like suburban gothic type. It is going for that aesthetic, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. Whereas then on the flip side of it, when you go to sort of uh, the other version of Losum, the Fae, that's like you're in an Orlando or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, side. yeah, it is. And it's, yeah. and I think that that which for me, and I said it in the review, is it, probably the it's the. So if you hadn't played the first game, you wouldn't have known. But Gunfire Games did a similar thing in the first game. It was still randomised. It was still procedural. But the level that Remnant 2 goes to is just, it's its insanely creative. I mean, even down to like like the music between different worlds. I mean, the music in, in Loathsome Dran, which is like the Bloodborne inspired, it yeah. kind of sounds like a creepy version of the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes theme. It's yeah, just, no, it does. And that's all yeah. like, I think it's like yeah. a Danny Elfman style sort of, and it's just amazing. And I think that the the, the strength of, of Remnant 2, even more so than the first game, and certainly more so than anything, and I'm not going to compare this, <laughs> I kind of am, but it, in terms of, like, scale, it's not like an Elden Ring. You know, like how Elden Ring was just... just just phenomenally vast from yeah. the outset where you can you can go anywhere you want from the beginning so you can't do that in remnant 2 it's not open you know you do you do have to follow a path even though the path itself is randomized down i don't even know how many different channels yeah but the sense of um like creativity and um the the the, the variety is yeah. just I, I will say that mind-boggling. The Elden Ring comparison comes true for me when I think about you. Probably didn't experience this as much as me because obviously you played it before release a lot, right? But like I remember when playing Elden Ring and everyone in our Discord was like sharing their like water cooler moments of how they what they'd played like last night and and stuff and having different experiences because it was so vast people are like, oh, have you done that bit yet like, no i haven't mm. even seen that bit because i turned left instead of right at this yeah you know, yeah, this, yeah yeah this crossroads whereas i find there's a lot of those moments in remnant 2 because of how um different and nuanced each kind of adventure can be even in the same set of worlds like because you you know because we've talked you've yeah. played the same guess world as me yeah. and i've experienced stuff you haven't and you've experienced stuff that i haven't down yeah. to kind of um landmarks bosses like items and things and, and 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 you know developers are pretty clear out there you won't see it you physically can't see everything in one playthrough because no, of the random it's impossible. Nature. some no. things 
aren't in your world and you like you say you re-roll them and, and you play them again and then you'll find new stuff in those same yeah, yeah. worlds um and i i'm not being like over the top i genuinely can't think of a game like this that plays like that normally they're very crafted in their kind of like the way they're put together do you know what i mean yeah yeah so the the, the closest example is probably no i don't know because it's not really procedural but like dead cells for example mm -hmm. like you know i don't know how much of dead cells you've played yeah. but dead cells again you've got multiple different routes through different like th through the game from the start but again like i know i guess that's a, that's 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 bad because again that's choice and this isn't your choice like you there is no should you have no well, say on this, this yeah exactly clear. i mean yeah. there are choices in in uh, remnant 2 don't get me wrong there's a few story choices where someone will say can you can you go and kill this guy can you go and kill this monster and i haven't because i haven't played through those campaign or those world sections again yet i don't know what would happen if i said because there's one where this that you like meet this empress in this world. I'm going to be as vague as possible to avoid yeah, spoilers yeah. with people. But you meet the empress of this world, and uh, she says, "Go and kill this monster for me." And you can uh, you can right from the start tell her to do one, which I didn't. I said, "Okay, I'll go and do it." And then I went and killed the monster. Then when I came back and she rewarded me, and then I was given the option to bend the knee or again tell her to do one, and I bent the knee and I went like. For for the basically just to see what happened of course yeah. then the choice that choice is made you're done you're on to the next bit so until i go back through that and, world yeah and the trouble is i don't know because of the nature of of like the what the, the world we were talking about loathsome where you either start in the palace courtyard and you're in the fey version and that goes through and you've got a, you've got a like a a quest to kill a certain king Whereas if you land in the Dran version, it's the same world. You, you, some of the dungeons will overlap, yeah. But the story's different, which is what you had, yeah. Which is why when I finished the campaign, when I, which we can talk about <laughs> the final boss in brief if you like, but when I finally finished the campaign, I immediately just rolled a new campaign and I just rolled it four or five times until I landed on your starting. Yeah, well, yeah. because I hadn't seen in my whole playthrough, I'd never seen your version of Losom, so I hadn't seen your world, yeah, and your storyline, and it sounded really cool, so I re-rolled it. But then, within a couple of dungeons, I had I had played, I think, two new dungeons. Then I saw one that I'd already done, so I did that again and got you know leveled up a bit, whatever, because it's it's there and it was fun. And then I got one that you hadn't even seen in your last yeah <laughs> your yeah and and, and was... also on that to be clear, if people don't know, like I cover every inch of mm. the map and do all the side quests because it's quite clear on the map which routes to go for side quests and which routes yeah, to they, go for the main a good job story. So like, because the map is actually really good in this game. It's, I'm not used to having such yeah. a good map because it helps me scour every corner and pixel to find everything. But like, yeah, you were saying, oh, you've you found that. I'm like, no. And I know for a fact it doesn't exist in my version of my world because I've been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I in some sense, I feel like I get massive FOMO because you feel like, you know, I'm missing out to it. But I think it's quite cool because then, then you're in a situation where it's not just a case of you could play it again, hmm. you know, for the shits and giggles or for the challenge or whatever. But there's actual there's, like there's you stuff you will discover yeah. and, 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 and get from this game that you just didn't get. Mm. Um, and not well, all I mean, of it's linked to choice. Some of it is, but some of it isn't. And I, yeah. I, I just find that really interesting. Well, I mean, I played as well. Like I went through the campaign as standard, so I got my world. It was nice and random. Um, I didn't know what I might be missing or what I wasn't, even, even though we were talking. 
And then I got to the end, and again, without without uh, spoiling anything, there were story elements that were left unresolved. So mm. I'd, I'd reached the end. The main story I felt had resolved. I don't think the story's great. I don't think it has enough room, probably because of the procedural and the random nature of it. I don't think it has enough room for the characters to to grow in any real way like they just sort of do their thing and then the, the story ends and then you re-roll it and you do it again but there I, were... I find actually that the the kind of little stories in the world's a little bit more interesting than, than the overarching, yeah. way one. More the overarching one is very yeah. like rudimentary do this you know yeah. to be to be good and complete the quest kind of thing but the actual stories of the characters that you find they're not grand but there there is yeah. some interest to them in the dialogue but again because so. again they're also multi branches so they can go all you know several yeah. ways and then and, and again you've got this this thing where you know you might miss something in one playthrough so you'll get a lot of lore about something but then you you don't get the the missing piece of whatever yeah. that that lore story is so then you go back and play it again and you might get a different dungeon that gives you a bit more lore the one thing i will say that i think is quite clever is that they tend to leave the drops so the the rings you find a lot of rings and amulets you can find guns you can find those things tend to be in the same place so regardless of how many times you've played a world which i like because at least then when you're trying to find a specific thing on a second playthrough or yeah. um or, 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 or for guides or or just because you want a specific build you it's need nice a specific to be able to say you find this thing here <laughs> yeah i mean you might not get there in, yeah, a, in a playthrough yeah. or an adventure mode but at least yeah. you know that when you do see that world it's like oh, i need to do that because i need that yeah. item and likewise for the archetypes which you know, you know, we've, well, there's a guide out. There's going to be guides everywhere now from different people about the, you know, the secret archetypes. Which again, I'm not going to spoil in the podcast, but they exist. You know, you've got the starting archetypes, and then there are others, and you can go and find them. And, and some of them require a puzzle, or maybe just a drop, or maybe you've got to find a specific item or vendor. Or and I think it's really clever that those things, some of them are in a locked position on the route other ones i mean like i said too i found one list yesterday and i've no idea where i got the item from i just had it and i unlocked another archetype and i don't know yeah. how i picked it up or who dropped it so i, I just think it, it's just it, it's an incredibly well thought out game i think and incredibly well put together and i do wish the story was a little bit um richer i think i'd, I'd, I'd because there's so much lore in the world and there's so much stuff and, and so I do wish the story was a little bit richer and there was a little bit more to sink your teeth into, but I don't think it needs it because no, it's I, just it's gameplay first, this game. It, and 100%, and I was going to say about that, because I haven't really talked about like the gameplay. like the, yeah. the, the the gunplay in this is really tight. Like yeah, The shooting is really good, yeah. which it kind of has to be. There is like melee yeah. options, but they're kind of like, you're using them as last resort yeah. or if you're low on ammo or trying to save ammo. But so, you know, the shooting is... The shooting needs to be good and it really does feel tight and responsive you're not you know you're hitting things they they take damage it's it's you know it's the it's very satisfying the, the gunplay yeah. um done really well um the other thing i will just pause myself there because we have had a super chat from mick who says rare episode with good people only so <laughs> i told you mick that there's there's your bird poo um there's your bird poo super chat um from mick um, but the other thing I did just want to say uh, um, about this is about the co-op because mm. there's obviously a dark cloud over 
like from soft type games which yeah. is like and it's not a terrible thing but like they make the co-op like really difficult sometimes to actually get into yeah. and they kind of get I don't away like with it, it because it's I, yeah i don't like the way they do it i, I yeah. don't like that it, it boots you after a boss or, yeah. or whatever I just... and obviously in elden ring it was like you can only go this far and then you must you know you're in a yeah. section and that and that's it whereas uh, whereas in this game not only is it relatively straightforward to to join each other and you know you can have someone queuing up to join you and then you just have to go to a crystal to bring them in um but the game really works well as a co-op yeah. game as well like it's designed to be you know a squad of you with you know like you say different archetypes like you know i'm obviously the medic so like you know i'm there trying to heal people and stuff and then there's you guys like shooting but like i, I like the fact that it it plays better, I think, when you're working as a team. Like, I don't mind mm. doing solo stuff; it's absolutely fine. But I always look forward to when playing together because, like, yeah. I just feel like the game it clicks better when you've you've got like two or three of you fighting together. Um, and I like the fact that you know you can you can uh, mix and match the archetypes and have like secondaries and stuff. If you want to find out how to have secondary archetypes, there's a, there's a guide on, <laughs> yes, on there a guide. that wasn't even planned. Yeah, you think, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I think I like they synergize the... really well. They as do. Well. I think that's, yeah. that's the other thing that you can mix and match your archetypes. I don't know how many there are in the game. That's not been revealed yet. No, I don't think any anyone I've seen has found all of them yet. They will. Um, but the fact that they synergize so well when you're playing on your own and you can mix yeah. and match, like once you've unlocked them, you can swap them in and out as much as you like. Um, but it's also the fact that the majority of buffs uh, and perks and things like that affect the party. It's not just, they yeah. don't just affect your, your character. So like the other time when, like if you're playing two characters or two players have, you have two players who have like um, a handler, for example, like I think yeah. you spec'd into handler for your second yeah, the, archetype, the whereas it was my yeah. yeah, whereas it was my prime archetype. Yeah. But once you've both got like your dogs with you, and like I think Adam mentioned it, like in Elden Ring, it takes your horses away <laughs> when yeah, you yeah, go up. Yeah. Whereas in um in Remnant 2, if I've got a dog and you've got a dog, they're both got, there. You just got dogs, it's great. Yeah. But the best thing is that like because of the different perks, you can set like my dog can either draw threat or heal the party, or buff the party's damage, and yours can do one of the other things. So yeah. even if all three of you played as Handler, you could still, still go got... in and play those all three yeah. of those those perks together. Because I was I was, a, I was a medic, as I said, like, and I was rocking the... I had this ring where I was like, oh, when you, when you heal, it heals your teammates as well. I'm like, hmm. well, I haven't got any teammates yeah. at the moment. <laughs> so that felt like... But as soon as you guys play, play with you guys, and that turned out to be a really useful mm. thing because you could be miles away and if as long as i'm healing you guys get healed as yeah, well yeah. Like, whereas most of those things tend to be like an area of effect type thing and like things like that there's lots of different like you mentioned the the, the rings there are so many rings oh, like God. you know yeah. that you can pick up but they've all got <laughs> like interesting different things that give you a bonus if you're playing in a certain way and you, you I always found that when you pick one up and go that would be really good if you were that archetype rock yeah. in that situation i can I see how have... that would be useful it might not be for me now but i can see how that'd be useful i must have 50 plus rings i don't yeah. know how many there are but I've, i'm sure i've got upwards of 50 because yeah. it's a big grid yeah. in the inventory and it's full yeah, yeah. And i haven't got i haven't got as many um 
amulets and i don't have as, i don't have quite as many guns because i've either picked up guns or i've bought a couple just to try them out but i mean I, to be fair i still use mostly the gun i got at the beginning because i've yeah. upgraded it so much and, yeah, yeah, and obviously yeah. you know we, we probably need to move on to the game but i mean you, you you know you slot modifiers and mutators and that changes there's so much in this that, yeah and i think i think we're going to be picking it apart for a lot of weeks and or even months to find all the secrets and all the little things that yeah i mean the min maxes will just this they'll be in in some form of heaven slash hell because they've got all this all these all these options and choices to min max a bill, but finding them, yeah, it's, it's like a crazy kind exactly. of RNG. Yeah, trying to find because you, you see all these things like like don't you sometimes on like dark sides where this like, I had to beat all the bosses in one hit and stuff, and then mm. they proper like min max to the where yeah. you can see it happening with this game. I mean, I always I always find because there's obviously so many games. It may have been mentioned once or twice. There's a lot of games at the moment. You know, the fact that we're talking like, oh, when we've all got a free moment this weekend, we'll get together and play it. And, and, yeah. and you know, we, it's not for, we're not playing it for a review or anything at that point. It's like afterwards, after the game. I we think just want to play more. Just yeah. want to play more of it and, and you know, see more of the stuff. And, you know, because it's very, it's very enjoyable. So um, I hope it... It feels like the first one was like a bit of a kind of cult classic, and I hope that this one gets the airtime that it well, deserves. Think, yeah, the first one was a bit of a sleeper. Like, it just yeah. arrived, and all of a sudden, everybody was just... And I don't think anybody expected it to be as good as it was, because I think Gunfire Games were fairly unknown then. Correct me if mm. I'm wrong, but I'm sure... I don't even know if it was their first game. I haven't, I haven't checked it out, but... No one expected it to be that good. And everybody just went, oh, it's Dark Souls with guns. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it turned out, no, it's really not at all. It's very, very much its own thing. In fact, it's got it's got way less Dark Souls in it than it has like a, a standard third-person action game. That's what it feels like. It's yeah. just got a level of challenge. And these days, everybody, if, if a game's hard, everyone goes up to Souls-like. It's a, it doesn't mean, you know, it, it's, it's very different to that style of game. And then I think so... The thing I've noticed about Remnant 2 is how hyped people are for this game. Like this, people are ravenous for this game because of of how Remnant from the Ashes was received. Yeah. Um, so I do think that this one's gonna do well. And I mean, it's like I said in the review, there's scope in Remnant 2 for this to be tweaked and added to. I mean, I don't like to talk about DLC when a game's not even out yet, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you can see it coming because you can imagine that this is gonna this is gonna sell way more i think than remnant from the ashes this mm. is going to do much better for gunfire games and rightly so as well it's fully deserved so yeah. i hope that that leads to this game sort of i don't want it to become live service or anything but i can see this game growing and expanding yeah, even yeah. beyond what it is now and i mean it's going to be weeks or months or however long before i think somebody's even mapped out everything and has seen every biome that you could possibly see yeah but i can just see this game being one of those that when we get to that point, Gunfire Games go, well, now this is coming as well. So we're going to expand it. And I, I really hope that happens. I hope that it does well enough that this lasts, that goes the distance like Remnant from the Ashes has, because I think it really deserves it. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of games that were cult hits and people can't wait for sequels of, should we talk about Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals? Now, you've reviewed this one as well, so I'm I going did. to give you the floor again. Okay, um, so this is a game that... Very different. <laughs> very, very different. Uh, same score. <laughs> okay, I gave them the same score. <laughs> yeah. 
for very different reasons. Other scores are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so again, this is a game where, yeah, like you said, the first one came out, Oxen Free um, sort of came out to no fanfare. Like it just, it was just an indie game. I think, was it back in the time when there was still Xbox Summer of Arcade or was it after that? I think it was 2016. So I'm not sure if it was part of that, but it, but it was a game that just sort of crept in and mm. nobody really... Yeah. All of a sudden, people were kind of talking about it. But again, it's one of those that people talked about for a bit because I don't think it was particularly deep. Um, I certainly don't remember thinking that the first game was as good as I felt the second game was. So it's a, I mean, is it a narrative adventure? I guess it's a narrative adventure. There's no combat. Um, a lot of it is talking. But Oxen Free, the first game, which, you know, the sequel carried on, obviously, sort of, I don't know if it pioneered it, but I'd never seen it before. This method of dialogue, where the dialogue was so integral to what you were doing that it just happened alongside it. So as opposed mm -hmm. to some games where you'll stop and have a conversation or whatever, in Oxen Free, for those who haven't played Oxen Free or the sequel, it's, it's dialogue is presented as three choices. Usually, there's yeah, three choices. Three, isn't there? yeah. uh, if you're playing on the controller, it'll give you a choice for sort of um, A, Y, B, or whatever. I'm trying to think which controller I've been right playing with. <laughs> yeah, so X, Y, B, they're your options. Yeah. So, whatever else you're doing, whether you're climbing, whether you're jumping, whether you're, you're trying to solve a puzzle, whatever, when the dialogue comes up, you push a button and your character will, will speak that line of dialogue, and then the other characters respond to it. There's so much dialogue. Yeah, in, and I think in the first game it fell down a little bit because it was you're playing as a group of snarky teens, so some of the dialogue got a little bit tiresome for some people. Um, the mystery took a, a long time in the first game to really like to realise what was kind of going on, and then by the time it did, and you started to get invested, it ended. It's a very short game. Whereas in Oxen Free Two Lost Signals, I think going into that, having played the first game. Uh, I think I played it through twice when I reviewed the first game. So going into the second game, knowing what the first game was about and knowing what to expect actually kind of helped because but, I didn't mind waiting for the mystery to... But also I think, um, again, I'm not going to spoil even the opening, mm. but I feel like the opening even sort of sets a stall out of like... yeah. Things ain't right, kind of thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like you don't, you don't just go dum de dum for the first mm. hour thinking everything's fine. You know yeah, no, from straight away. The first moment that it's not right, and I think... and I do think for for sort of like a little uh, a little like a like a hand drawn world, and and a game that seems from the outset to be quite small scale. Like it, it's it's like it's a it's one of those games. You say it's a nice little indie game, which sounds condescending, but it's not. It's it's a very small scale game. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not big budget and stuff going on. So it kind of disarms you with how clever it is and how much is actually going on. Yeah. Because I mean, me, you, and Adam were were pulling our hair out over a couple of the mysteries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That we just couldn't the solve the amount. I I don't think. I have ever hypothesized so much about a game with, with people, you know, obviously we were talking yeah. about it bef before release and I'm sure people will be doing this now. Like <clears throat> maybe that, that happens because of this, or maybe this yeah. is, you know, and some of it obviously we were, cause we were trying to cover for like guides and stuff, but others it's like, well, why did that happen to you? And I, I, I that, that didn't happen to me. What did, what did yeah. you say then? And, and yeah. it's, it's not just, 
you know, we think about something like I don't know a supermassive game where it's like you you, you know you just you make decisions and stuff happens, right? I'm playing that very simple without the mechanics of a supermassive game, but like I would say, like Oxenfree Two, it's 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 not as overt like what your decisions are, the implications mm. that are happening. Like in a supermassive game, it's like dun dun dun, you've just made a critical decision kind yeah. of thing. Charlie will remember. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's just like uh, in this one, you're like. Well, it could have been at any point in the past four hours, I might have said <laughs> something or not said something when I should have done, or I don't know, uh, or not have gone somewhere. You think mm. I've no idea, but it's it that I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a game where I've like, well, maybe it's maybe that's mm. why that's happened, or, or that's why that's what you need to do if you want this to happen and stuff. And for a game you're trying to guide, that's quite infuriating because <laughs> you want to figure <laughs> yeah. it all out, but um. You know what, what? I mean, you gave it a nine point five, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very enjoyable game to jump into and then jump back into again and try yeah. different things. A bit, you know, a bit like what we're saying with Remnant. Like, mm. you, you know, you, you said I wanted to jump straight back in as soon as you finished the the game. Yeah. To see, well, what if I do some different? What if I'm an arsehole this time round? Yeah, what that's then? exactly yeah. it. And I think as well, it's funny you mentioned like supermassive games because. So I've not played, I think you've played all of them for sure. I think you've reviewed probably most of them. Yeah. Um, and I haven't. I've only dabbled in Until Dawn. Was that even Supermassive? Yeah, that's, yeah that was one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah, and um, The Quarry. I played a little bit of The Quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, not really my thing. I'm not much into horror and stuff like that. But like I, the, the branching narrative and the way things change, um, depending on your choices and what you say, is, is really cool. But what I find in those games is that you'll get that little moment where you make a decision and you can you can kind of just get the game like the game's thinking. Do you know what I mean? Like the game yeah. goes, oh, hang on a minute, and then it carries on. And you think yeah. it's just had a moment where now your choices have just now informed the next whatever. Yeah, happens. and sometimes it might cut itself a bit weird or something. Yeah, or sometimes yeah, the dialogue yeah. feels a little bit out of place. Or, yeah. And I can understand why that is. You know, this is a, these are games that you've got that have got to account for players making players trying to break the game yes, by going, "What if I just yeah. do this?" Whereas the difference between that and like Oxen Free Two, Lost Signals, even more so than the first Oxen Free, is that you never feel that you never no. sense for a second that you haven't picked the choice you're supposed to pick, like yeah. ever. You'll have a you'll have a dialogue scene where you 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 know you could you could be an arsehole or you can be friendly or you can change the subject. Whatever you do, the game just continues, and you you never get a moment where you go, "Hang on a minute, should I have should I have done that? What's happened?" And yeah. then you don't even know the consequences till maybe a couple of hours later. Yeah. Or like there's little bits where someone will be talking, and you'll go up to like a billboard or something in a town, you click on it, and Riley will interrupt the person. So rather yeah. than just say, rather than just her dialogue plays over it and the dialogue stops, yeah. she'll say, "Hold on a second, I'm looking at this. What's this?" And then after she's done that bit, the other person will say, "Oh, sorry, where was I?" And it, and I know that it sounds little, no, but you but... can do it over and over again, yeah. so and, many and, times. And the other thing that I, I noticed, um, I mentioned to Adam. I don't know if you noticed this when you were playing, but like, say because the the guy that you're with, Jacob. He likes a nap. Let's just say that, right? He likes yeah, yeah, he likes yeah. a chat. And and the voice acting's really good. I I really like the voice uh, acting. Scripts in the but, voice acting is um, fantastic. And like so he'll be talking about talking to you about something. And you might get to the end of the 
the screen to transition to a new part of the work, the map or go into want to go into a cave or a building or something. And sometimes I was like, well, hang on, no, this is, this is actually quite an interesting bit of chatter. I want to hear it because normally in most yeah. games, you know, you go into a building and go, well, well I've lost that now. That, that the moment's yeah. passed, whatever. And actually, if you wait, like a little prompt comes on the screen going, the conversation will continue if you yeah. go in here. <laughs> and then you do. And then it even continues over the loading screen. Yeah. Like to transition, like the conversation carries on, so you don't miss any of it. Mm. And I was like, I don't like that's really cool. Like, like not only is it like proud of that, but it's like, mm. no, no, don't worry, don't worry. The conversation's going to carry on. You're not going to miss anything. And I just thought that was a really nice, like little mm. little touch. And like you say, there is the interrupting thing as well because there's nothing more infuriating than two bits of dialogue talking over each other <laughs> and you're not being able to figure out what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think the I really liked Oxen Free. To be really clear, I don't want to be yeah, down yeah. on Oxen Free. No, I no, thought, not at all. I, no, and, I did like the game. You know, the story and the ending and some of the like shocking things that happen in Oxen Free and very thought provoking and stuff. But I do agree with you. I think the 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 kind of choice of character in like Riley, who's the main protagonist, and hmm. then Jacob. I think they have a lot of good dialogue. It's slightly more. Yeah. I don't say adult. I think it sounds like it's 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 a bit of blue for dads, but like you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's more adult conversation and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think you know I, I I've been really impressed. Like having come from a you know like someone that plays branching narrative games and seems mm -hmm. massive, and there are occasions where you go, yeah, you fudge those two bits together, and it, it yeah, sounds yeah, a bit yeah. odd. And like you say, it doesn't because it's <clears> not I mean, it's done in that way. It's yeah. not as cause and effect of your choice as, as this is. And if it is, it's very, very subtle, subtle. Yeah. in the way it does it. And I mean, in fairness to them, you know, supermassive games, those games are a lot more. I won't, you know, I'm not putting Oxen Free 2 down, but it's a very different scale of game. Like, yes. you know, this, yeah, they've yeah, got, There's you more know, characters you know, and stuff. Yeah, supermassive have got a lot going on. They've got voice actors and, and guys in, you know, it's, it's mo capped mo -cap a lot of the time. And everything. And, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, so, so to be able to, I mean, this is very different. This is simple. You know, the, the animations in Oxen Free will be the same regardless of what you're saying and stuff. So it is an easier thing to do. But I do think that it sets, <clears throat> in in terms of what uh, these little narrative adventures can do, I think I'm really excited to see what Night School Studios do next, whether they do another Oxenfree mm. game or whether they go somewhere else. Because I, I said to Adam about the first Oxenfree, and I said the same about this, and I think he disagreed, <clears throat> but I kind of always wanted them to go to a darker place. Like I always felt with Oxenfree that when it just started to get dark, is when it sort of petered off to the end, and 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 then when whether where is Oxen Free Two? I don't think peters off. I think the end is great. I think it's a great climax. I think it's a great. Um, it's, it's got a great crescendo. The story, mm. I think, and it ends in a good way. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it resolves things in yes, a satisfying way, regardless yeah. of which ending you choose as well. It, it, which, yeah. Whichever ending you see, you don't think. I wish I'd done the other one. It, it's very cleverly done. But I do think that those games, I think if you've got somebody like Supermassive with that exact technology, that we're gonna we're gonna take you to darker, creepier, maybe more unsettling places, I think that could be incredibly effective because <clears throat> it's really immersive and you don't expect it to be because it is a little 2D you know indie game, yeah. you don't expect it to be as immersive as it is, but because 
Brian, I mean, Riley's a fantastic protagonist, I think. Mm. And I mean, you know, you, you say what what you like about, you know, female protagonists in games. Sometimes it goes a little bit too Mary Sue. or the, You know, all, all that discourse is, doesn't apply here. Like, she's such no, a fantastic doesn't. character. Like, never does the fact that she is a woman really come into play, other than the fact of just, just the, the, how strong a character she is without being over the top or in your face, you know, and there's no. stuff that I, <clears throat> there's stuff in the story that I wouldn't want to spoil, but it's very, no, very, but, but like very, even, very dependent on her being a woman. Yeah. But, but like, but like, yeah. even if like, cause you can obviously choose as with anything. So you can, you can obviously choose for her to be an asshole or, yeah, yeah. you know, strong, independent response or, or, or playful or whatever. It's different, obviously different things you can choose, but even then it doesn't ever feel like it, you still feel like you're controlling someone that is, you know, is, you know, a little bit vulnerable, but like, but, yeah, but yeah. strong willed, but it's replying in a way that still feels natural, even if it's one that or that or that. Do you know what I mean? I never felt yeah. like that doesn't feel like something Riley would say, if that makes sense. It always felt like I could see yeah. her saying that or and that, I like the they're very different. That... And I like, yeah, and I like the fact that you could choose the, the the negative option or the less cheery option or even the insulting option. And you wouldn't just get a little thing in the corner that went ping, Jacob is upset. Jacob will remember that. Didn't yeah. do that. He just responded in a certain way. But then yeah. the, the conversation would continue and he would respond in a realistic way. Like there's yeah. a couple of bits where you could basically tell him to pull his socks up and get on with it. Or, you know, there's a scene at the beginning where, he wants to take a rest on a bench. And the first time I played it, he said, I feel like I need to take a minute. And I put, yeah, let's let's take five minutes. And they sit and have a conversation. And the second time I played it, I thought, well, just to see what happens. So I said, no, we're going to keep going. And Riley kind of told him off. And he sort of went, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we can keep going. And then they still had the same conversation. That moment yeah. had passed, but it was really naturalistic the way it yeah, happened. No, it wasn't I, like I a this... big deal, but... I did the same mainly because the second playthrough I had places to be and stuff to to tick off. But like I did the, exactly the same it, yeah. thing. Like you know, I'm always nicey nicey the first time. And yeah, even that one example, you're like, like you say, it. It's not like you. It's not like oh, it's like a, a a weird short response. It's like okay, how would this you know essentially nice person react if you're an asshole to them? And it is like, you yeah. know, I, I, and also you don't know like. Okay, does that mean they're not going to have this type of one of the conversations in the future? That's it. You don't know how it's going to affect the, yeah you later on. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like I said, I mean, you gave it a nine point five. It's it's a, a very oh, worthy yeah. sequel. I, I don't obviously played Oxenfree. I hadn't played Remnant, but like played Oxenfree. I, I really enjoyed it. I feel like this one, like you say, just grabbed me a little bit more. Got me more from the start, mm. and I think that the yeah. Um, I, I think that I prefer the, the characters just a little bit more. And like you say, it resolves a, a bit more. Whereas I felt that the first, again, without spoiling yeah. anything, the first game, I felt it was a little too open-ended, almost to a little bit unsatisfyingly so. I still liked it, but I was like, okay. Whereas mm. this one definitely resolves stuff, like say, irrespective of your choices, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I do think that the, you relate easier to like, because of, like the age we are, you know, we, you relate more yeah. to Riley and Jacob because they're characters in their, in their 30s. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they are characters in their 30s, whereas in the first game it was all teens. In yeah. this game, these are characters that have been through stuff. You know, they've they've lost people or they've, you know, they've got estranged siblings or or yeah. they've got bad backs. You know, <laughs> Jacob yeah. moans about his back hurting when he has to yeah. climb everywhere. Riley, you know, there's there's one bit where you can you can make her try and jump a gap and she'll fall because she's oh, I love that because that's that, that's a reference to the first game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah but, I, I mean, all you can option you can just climb down you miss that so yeah. like those little things are just i think they make the characters just that little bit more relatable and i think that that's probably why it gripped me a, a lot more no, than the I first think game. same with me yeah no a very good sequel and again one that i hope gets the 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 love but i think it will because i think there's a lot of love for the first oh i game. hope so yeah, yeah. so i think yeah. it, it falls into the same bucket now the last game on this list mick i haven't played and really don't know anything about and that's Jagged Alliance mm. 3. So I'm going to, again, for yeah. the third time, hand the floor to you, but I'm probably not going to be able to chip in as much with this is what I think. So no. what's it about? <laughs> so this is a sequel, three call, actually. I don't actually know how many Jagged Alliance games there are. There could be one of those things where there's like loads and they've got subtitles. I think there's three. Um, I know this is a game that it's it was by it's by Hemimont Games. I know that the second, that Jagged Alliance 2, and I think I played it but i certainly didn't review it because it was a while back um <clears throat> and i don't think it did that well i think it got quite a lot of criticisms from people um the developers wanted to avoid that so they wanted to really put and, and they even said that i think in one of the like in one of the blogs that they put out that and before the preview because i previewed this a couple of months ago that they'd, they'd really try to listen to complaints from that community really tried to carry that yeah. forward into the third game. And I, even though I don't have the second game to compare it to, you can tell how much effort they've put into this. So it's a turn-based uh, tactical shooter. Um, I'm not going to say it's an XCOM clone. It's I was going like to say you're going to say anyway. it's like XCOM, <clears throat> but it is like it is. It's a similar vein. It is that genre, so it is turn-based. Yeah. But basically, you you control you play as like like in XCOM, you play as an outside force, um, controlling everything. So you're you're the director of this mercenary group called AIM, um, and you've been called to this country called uh, Grand Chien, which means big dog. Excuse my pronunciation of the French. Ah, oh, French. But, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Grand Chien. I, there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Sean, it means big, big dog. Um, yeah. Sean. Big hound or something. Yeah. My son just shouted it does, so he knows. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so, but this fictional country in sort of West Africa, Istan or somewhere, like I don't know where it's meant to be. It's, it's that sort West of, Africa, yeah, Istan. Yeah, it's, wow. It's, 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 it's kind of that, um, I don't want to say, third world but it kind of is a third world setting it's, it's like it's it's like uh i'll tell you what it's like it's like playing and like watching an 80s action movie that and that's what they've gone for okay. deliberately everything about it feels like an 80s action movie it's an un, it's an undisclosed country somewhere where there's bad guys and they've dis deposed a president and your mercenary group has been called in to save them um <clears throat> but the cool thing about jagged alliance 3 is the mercenaries themselves. So there's 40 of them in this game, right? And you can they choose can... between 40 <clears throat> different. 40, there's 40 uh, uh, mercenaries, 40 characters. And at the beginning, you're given your contract. And your contract is go rescue the president of, of Grand Chien, Grand Chien, Grand Chien, whatever it is. So you. <clears throat> 
and you so you've got so the the opening of the game is like a little laptop and you're on the laptop and it's basically all these mercenaries and you've got a certain amount of money to spend and the mercenaries have tears okay right, you can really oh, so it's like af- it's like it's like <clears throat> one of those like twitter things where it's like you've got 15 dollars. how do yeah, you spend sort of, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly that so you pick four or five or three depending on how much money you want to spend yeah uh the character the, the mercenaries come with specialties so you've got like heavy weapons you've got hackers you've got um um, character, um, mercenaries that specialize in stealth you've got snipers you've got all these different classes of mercenary and then you can pick whoever you want you can take who, absolutely whoever you want if you can afford them they can be on your team now the first time it does guide you to four mercenaries and it sort of says that pick these because you know you've got this 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 woman is really good with a sniper rifle this guy is a medic so you and you've got those those options but if you don't want to you can say no and you can pick someone else and 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 so basically you spend your money you hire the mercenary for seven days or five days whatever their contract is you stamp it and then you take them out into the field and then like you so you roam around it's it's not open world but the areas are open you can roam around you can look in chests you can loot dead bodies and things like that but then when combat happens it switches to turn-based combat so you get into cover you've got overwatch you've got your special abilities you've got action points very very similar to any sort of turn-based tactics game of the last sort of 15 years if you've played a lot of those you know what to expect um it's got one of the most infuriating chance to hit mechanics i've ever played um in a, i hate chance to hit and if you read any review i've ever done of a turn based tactics game and i've done lots chance to hit i cannot stand it's the bane of my life with these games i hate it there's so many games these days that have done something just a little bit different like you always hit but you might do less or more damage like in the game like shogunners and things like that you rarely miss in that in this you miss all the fucking time you, you you'd miss the floor if you shot at it while laying on it it's that kind of <laughs> it's and it's so yeah. infuriating because you're here the mercenaries there you've got a clear line of sight you fire and it goes over their head and they don't move and it irritates me every time it's got one of the worst <laughs> examples of that at the beginning though so because yeah. you can upgrade and level up and improve your mercenary skills so the longer they stay alive the longer you extend their contract because once their contract runs out you'll get a message saying that they're going to bugger off unless you're paying more money you oh. can be halfway through <laughs> like yeah, a campaign a scenario going, as going. well and so you finish the mission and then and then in between missions there's a passage of time and during the passage of time you can do things like train militia to defend the towns you've liberated you can heal your characters you can train them up you can do all these things but that has a passage of time between the missions so it'll tick along and when it hits a certain point when their contract runs out if you haven't got enough money for them they just leave <laughs> so you you've you've got to be sure that you're earning enough money and you've got your upkeep but of course you've got like a black market to buy weapons from you've got all these little things that so that the, there is a like quite a good management system in there but yeah. the coolest thing about it is that these mercenaries all have personality they all have voice lines they'll all chip oh, in well, all 40 of them blimey. yeah so you can roll the dice and pick four random characters and those characters will say lines of dialogue during conversational cutscenes. Yeah. So and the cutscenes aren't animated, they're static cutscenes. So the 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 oh, NPCs okay, yeah. will always have the same 
yeah. um, dialogue, but your mercenaries will chip in at different times with comments. And some of like you've got a guy who's like a real like butch American Texan guy, who's, and he's he's not all that bright, but he's the heavy weapons guy. Yeah, and then you've yeah, got yeah. like a German hacker who'll talk about movies and stuff, and and it's really quite clever how they they weave all these things in. It's not to a level of like it doesn't like yeah you've got call outs during like combat scenarios it's not to that level where it's really uh dynamic but it's just good that it doesn't matter which which mercenaries you take it feels like you've it feels like you've picked the right characters if that makes sense because if you had characters that talked and then a bunch of them didn't you would always pick the ones that did you would always pick those characters i think for that touch of of sort of that appeal yeah um, but because it allows you to do it with all of them, it's really quite clever. And the, I mean, the combat's great. It's really silly. Like the the, the storyline is quite silly. If you watch the trailer for it, I mean, the trailer for the game is is basically an eighties action movie trailer, and it's and it's very much that that kind of tone that you're yeah. going for. It's all it's big explosions and silly one liners and, and 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 stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a great little game, but it is tricky. It is quite a hard game. And obviously, it's turn-based tactics, so you know it, it's got a level of difficulty that's inherent, and the and the dreaded chance to hit, which is just fucking drives me mad life. anyway. But yeah, but it, no, it's it's quite good. I think I would recommend it to anybody who likes that genre, or who's sort of on the fence. I would say definitely pick it up because it does things that the others that some of the does some that you wish it, some things you wish it didn't, but it does a lot of things differently and new that are different to other games in the genre, which I think is worthy of of praise yeah we had uh, a lukewarm feeling on the twitch chat saying you were close enough on the grand chien apparently oh, so well right. done gcc <laughs> french come to the rescue so, so nice. good work. grand um, chien yeah i don't that, well that's that's the end of the games we're going to talk about this week so mm -hmm. um now it's just time for listener correspondence Okie dokie. So uh, these questions were actually sent in last week, but we didn't ever ended up, didn't actually have a pod last week. So uh, they're slightly old, but they still work. And it means, Mick, that you get to answer them. So that's a, that's a joyful oh, cool. treat. So the first one's from McPoo, and this is to both of us, just simply asking, what's your favorite seafood? What is your favorite seafood, Mick? Cod. A cod. cod fillet. I don't like fish. I don't, I don't eat seafood. I eat I eat tuna I'm, and I'll eat a bit of cod. I do you know what? Like I'm so like sad that you said that because I'm like, okay, I need Mick to like seafood because I don't really like seafood. It's just I just do you know what I'd rather have meat? <laughs> I like, like I just I, 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 I'm just like, yeah. like okay, fish and chips is banging, like cod and chips, I like that. Um but after that. Like prawn cocktail or something. But, I tried, like, yeah, no, I, I don't even eat shrimp or, or prawns. I can't no. stand it. I they, they physically. I I did try and eat for a dare a baby octopus. I think oh. I was in in Barcelona and it was on tapas, and and there was a, there was a sea someone had seafood tapas and they had and baby octopus. Just like. Yeah, and I don't, and I was quite drunk, so I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll try it." Oh, Jesus Christ, never again. So yeah, I, I do tuna, I do fish fingers, I do fish <laughs> fingers in sandwiches with yeah. chips and a fish salad. Fingers, fish fingers are great. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I'm always disappointed. Like if I go like on holiday 
and there's like a it's like a or you can eat buffet and you think you found the onion rings and then it's calamari rings oh. and i'm always i'm always gutted because i hate i hate calamari i don't care yeah. i'm offended now i find they're 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 <laughs> rubbery um rubbery stuff i think it's just terrific yeah i ha- I think i have tried little baby squid before because i think it's a chinese mm. thing as well isn't it so i think i have had them before Probably, but it's not they just look like they're waving at me i can't it's not something i would <laughs> i would choose to have i just yeah sorry McPoo, but just... i'm one of these people that I, I i'm one of these people that goes all out with stuff like tuna so like <laughs> i won't eat any exotic seafood i won't eat any other kind of fish other than sort of cod but if I have tuna I've got to have that in a certain way it's got to have a little balsamic in it it's got to have a bit of mayonnaise it's got to have some salt and pepper oh the way you, you know, mix it in like... you know if I'm going to do that if I'm going to do tuna on toast I've got to do it properly that's as exotic toast. as my seafood gets is, is tuna I on used toast, to have it? that's that's <clears> put a memory in my head I swear I used to have this is going to sound grim but like I swear I when I was a kid like my gran used to make me like you know they used to you probably still can get like tinned salmon I used to have that on toast. Yeah, my like, wife has that. Yeah, I just, and I look at it and I'm just like, it's a full, it's an actual fish. Like yeah. it's not even, it's not even diced up. It's not in batter. It's not in. You've got a full fish. Like you could have just gone to a pond, slapped that on a <laughs> bit of bread, put that. What is that pink shit they have in the salmon? That 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 flavouring that they have in. I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't. No, it's not. I'm I'm definitely not like pro pro seafood type. If there's like choices, I'll be like meat. It's yeah. like when any like going back to the Twitter thing when it's like, oh, which of these to delete forever? If there's prawns on it, I'm like, well, prawns. I don't even care what the other three are. I'm like, I just, <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to eat prawns. Sorry, ever, sorry, thanks. Kieran, but yeah, we're not 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 big seafood lovers. Um, G Town Steve says this is an interesting one. After agreeing to go into an isolation chamber for 365 days, you're allowed to take a single offline video game into the void with you. What game do you take and why? Single offline video game. Yeah. Diablo 3, probably. Yeah, which I know game. has online. But no, but you could play it offline. You could play it completely Not Diablo offline. 4. No. So you can actually play it offline. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Tears of the Kingdom now. Yeah. Because I, I, I think my... at least you'd get some joy out of torturing Koroks if you ran out of everything yeah, else. Yeah. My, my, obviously playing it very recently, I was like, well, Tears of the Kingdom. Could probably last me that long. Um, or I was thinking like Witcher 3 or something, probably yeah, Skyrim or something would probably last me a. I, in fact, what I should probably do probably should take like the like Mass Effect collection and actually fucking play them because my wife keeps going on at me <laughs> for never having played them. And I go, Well, that's we really should play them anyway, just so, parcel like, out a bit of time at Christmas and get through those games. I know Christmas. she keeps going on at me. She was like, <laughs> She's restarted a playthrough recently and she just <laughs> she made me watch the intro to Mass Effect. She's like, Just watch this. And like, I, I wasn't being, I wasn't trying to be a cunt, but I was just like, I was like, I can't is, help is, it. Sometimes. Is, is that it? Like, not then nasty. I was like, I've I don't think it was like oh, I've got oxen free guides to go right onto the. I was like, I need to, like can this? Can we wait? But like, nah, I probably would take those because I have never played them. It would get her off my back, and I couldn't really argue that I didn't have enough time if I'm in an isolation chamber for 365 days. I'd probably have I enough time to do them. Skyrim's probably a good shout because I think if you're in, if you've got, if you've got no online and you've just got Skyrim, and if, if particularly if you've not played it before, yeah, yeah. If it, you know that's quite that's a game that you could do. 
quite a lot in. That would, I yeah. think that would kill quite a few hours. I mean, there's people with thousands of hours in Skyrim. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's not a bad shout. Tetris. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I would get so bored so God. quickly of Tetris. Like, I like Tetris, but fuck me. Yeah. A year of Tetris, I'd be like, nah, you're all right. How do I kill myself with this <laughs> controller? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then the the last one, uh, sort of like a two-part question from Deb Big Pounder mm-hmm. this week. So he says, it's a fictional barbecue, and you can only invite game characters. Mm-hmm. Who's on your guest list? And then also, it's like a bonus question, which virtual animal would you cook? Okay. I'd probably invite <clears throat> 2B from Near Automata, Lara Croft. <laughs> of course you would. Of course Bayonetta. Um, <laughs> oh, Jill yeah. Valentine. She comes to the party. I don't know, actually. <clears throat> i tell you what, probably, I think if you're going to have a party, I'd probably introduce characters like, I'd probably bring characters like someone like Nathan Drake. He's going to have some yeah. stories to tell. He's going to be a laugh, you know, to have a beer with. Um, I would probably, I'd eat the fuck out of Yoshi, like for yeah. sure. He's Yoshi's going on the like barbecue. But I thought I'd probably like upgrade it to like Donkey Kong as well, so there's more meat to go around. That's not a bad shout, dude. If, you, if we can get two on, we can fit two characters on yeah. the barbecue. Wait, it's That's not like Yoshi and mate. Donkey Kong. Massive and then invite, fit. maybe invite Toad and just be like, you're next. <laughs> just make him shit himself. <laughs> yeah. This this would go well with, with some mushrooms. But no, yeah, that's a bit mean, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd probably invite like Geralt from The Witcher or something. Like you say, you want someone with stories, don't you? Yeah, you don't you... want someone macking on all the ladies while you're there. I mean, you, you imagine bringing oh, I mean, Geralt Nathan Drake to... would just be just not doing that. Kratos, I don't know. Nathan Drake tends to bumble and put his foot in it a lot with the ladies. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, but you know. Yeah. Whereas I think Garrett would just like muscle in and be like, especially if it was the Doug Cockle-voiced Geralt, you got no chance. You're going to talk to anybody. Yeah. They're all just going to ask him to read the phone book. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> For the entertainment. I'd bring Mario, actually, and what, he could watch me eat Yoshi. <laughs> He'd probably quite like that. Well, he likes know. killing Yoshis. Yeah. Well, he sacrifices him, doesn't he? Well, he does, a, exactly. For the sake of the double jump, off you go. <laughs> right, okay. So Yoshi and DK are getting cooked. Mm. And then what we're saying, non, non-overly sexual, st- storied male... <laughs> yeah, I corrected myself. Yeah, no, yeah. Nathan. You originally Drake, I went with boobs, and then you've yeah. <laughs> Kratos would probably be quite good at that. Yeah, Kratos, I think he would cook, good. wouldn't he? You know that Kratos would come in and do the cooking. Yeah, I mean, that's like, true. You'd be no option. Drunk. Yeah, that's it. Move, and yeah. then he'd just. Be like... <laughs> in fact, he'd probably kill Yoshi and Donkey Kong for you. You wouldn't have to guilt on. Yeah, he would. No, no trouble whatsoever. You just get smashed. It'd be great. <laughs> I think that's a great way to end uh, listener correspondence. Let's, uh, let's roll the tape. It's time. It's time. Chris Hyde. Okay, so Mick, I think that's a podcast for this week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we hope... We, we like wish Adam well, and we hope he's we, he gets better soon. Hopefully, he'll be back on a on a future podcast. Um, if you, I'm sure he will be eventually. I'm sure, well, yeah, to be really clear, right? Yeah, yeah, to be he's really clear, dead, Adam though, will be back. He will be back. I just we just don't know when. Like, yeah, let's be really clear. Uh, you always let morbid. your plan slip there, Chris. Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed this morbid podcast, then uh, check out uh, godisgeek.com. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. 
uh, Facebook, Threads, we've been on there now, uh, or Instagram, everywhere. Um, and hook up gunsageek.com, like I say, for all the news, reviews, guides, everything. And if you really, really like the podcast, and you like what we do and you want to support us, you can uh, join our Patreon um, at patreon.com forward slash God is a geek. And for just $1 a month, you can get access to our Patreon only Discord where all the whiffy bants goes on and all the chatter about games. Um, find out what we've done with Adam. Find out what's happened with Adam. Find out what's happened with Lyle. Um, come say hello uh, uh, and get involved. We'd, uh, we'd love to have you there. Um, I guess all that's left to say is thank you very much, Mick, for a stunning podcast. No worries. And thank you to everyone. Um, and we'll see you next week or whenever you choose to listen. Goodbye for now. Bye.